Arizona, Arizona sports. sports, the local the sports, local leader. sports leader. leader, Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset, yeah. brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 o'clock reset. Our run through of the top stories of the day on the Burns and Gambo show, Tim Ring in for Gambo on this Friday afternoon. Let's tell you everything that's going on, starting with yet another brick in the wall when it comes to the Cardinals and all of the problems they've had to endure this year. Their former offensive line coach and run game coordinator, Sean Kugler, in a legal filing called the allegations that he inappropriately touched a female security guard in Mexico City, quote, unsubstantiated, close quote. Statement released by his lawyers, Kugler said he was fired due to a miscommunication or because of mistaken identity. Those are his words, not mine. Quote, respecting women is a core value for me and something I have instilled in my children and the players that I coach. The mysterious allegations by the Cardinals are untrue, and I want to clear my name, be it a miscommunication or mistaken identity. My family and I will cooperate fully and honestly with the NFL, Cardinals, or any other agency to get to the truth in this matter and restore my reputation. Close quote. His lawyers have filed a request for arbitration. They filed that two days ago on Wednesday. According to a statement released by the Cardinals, Tim, it was brief and to the point, quote, as an ongoing legal matter, matter, we are going to refrain from comment other than to say that the team is confident the process will result in a much different set of facts than those presented today and that it had good cause to terminate Mr. Kugler's employment. Close quote. All right, there you go. So the Cardinals feel that what Sean Kugler was saying today, not only his own quote, but the statement from the attorney was not accurate. And they've got the receipts to prove it. They've got the proof. They were justified in terminating Sean Kugler in Mexico City. Uh, Bernsey, obviously at some point, and again, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not an attorney, but there were, there were women involved. Those women will be questioned as long as they tell the truth. I assume that we will ultimately have the truth about who did what on the night in question. Indeed, no doubt, and we'll find out. Cliff Kingsbury meeting with the media today. Off-field drama never ends with this 2022 Arizona Cardinals team. How does he deal with it? Yeah, you just try to stay focused and, and uh, focus on what you can control, and that's the work and, and the players, and um, that's it. you got to come compartmentalize when you show up and be a professional and, and uh, continue to try to win games. I understand the answer. At some point, you can't compartmentalize everything that's happened to this organization. The last, this season, this year. I mean, at some point, it just, I don't know how you go to work and not think about everything that's going on around you. You know? I don't know how. You, you can't. And in, in terms of going out and trying to win these last four games, you've also heard the same answer from these guys about going out there and being a professional. And yeah. The eye in the sky doesn't lie. And going out there, you got a job to do. It just, it becomes... As Jim Harbaugh would say, gobble, 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 turkey. Like, you just don't, it doesn't register anymore. Denver Broncos starting quarterback Russell Wilson. Sorry, the gobble, gobble, gobble put a smile on my face. (laughs) Russell Wilson cleared concussion protocol, but he will not play Sunday against the Cardinals. The organization wants to give Wilson another week to recover, so it's going to be Colt McCoy versus Brett Rippon. The injury report for this week's game is brought to you by the Arizona Department of Health Services. Get boosted. COVID-19 booster doses are recommended for ages 
five and older. Find a location near you at azhealth.gov slash find vaccines. Zach Allen, Byron Murphy Jr. both are out for this game. The following players are questionable. Marquise Brown, Rashad Coward, Antonio Hamilton, Charles Washington, and Marco Wilson. They're all questionable for the game. Colt McCoy and Lasita Smith are full and ready to go. They will practice. They fully practice. They're ready to go for the game. Marco Wilson and Zach Wilson were... Marco Wilson and Zach Allen were two of the Cardinal starters that actually had played every game. Clearly, that's going to change. Suns beat the Clippers last night. 111-95 ends their five-game losing streak. Mikel Bridges had 27. Chris Paul had 15 and 13 assists. Booker's first game back after that hamstring injury. He had 14 points on 6 of 22. 6 of 22. One of nine from the three-point line. So, obviously, still some issues there. Now, tomorrow, the Suns will take on the New Orleans Pelicans at Footprint Center. You can hear that game on the Arizona Sports app at 98.7. Looking forward to the next chapter of this young, blossoming, very organic rivalry between these two teams. Doesn't matter who played for the Clippers last night. Burns you are good to get that win, right? Get those endorphins flowing again. Get a little confidence back so you're not facing a real long losing streak. Facing one of the better teams in the Western Conference right now. And now... We got ourselves a rivalry, yeah, buddy. Yeah, big time. Got ourselves a rivalry. Big time. It's 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 an odd rivalry, one we never would have expected, but it's a rivalry between the Suns and the Pelicans, and it's certainly worth checking out. 49ers, their first NFC West title since 2019. They beat the Seahawks last night 21-13 on Thursday Night Football. Brock Purdy threw for 217 yards and two touchdowns. It was that defense. And by the way, not to sound like a couple of old guys complaining about the way things were, I have lost my ability to judge judge what is roughing the passer anymore in today's NFL. Can that call last night against Nick Bosa, Bosa yep. was a grade A major league joke. That's a joke. It was actually just as bad as the one in the Dolphins Chargers game last week. You know what was remarkable? Herb Street and Al Michaels didn't even bat an just eye. Just let it slide. They didn't even say anything about it. Just it was just like, us... hey, this is the way it goes now, <laughs> I guess. My wife was talking to me while that play was going on, and I don't even remember what she was saying. I just started yelling at the TV. We're calling that? They, but those, and I don't even have a rooting interest in this game. I'm like, I'm yelling at the TV. That's pass interference? What Nick Posa just did? That? Those two guys acted like they just threw him down like it was uh, that guy throwing uh, to, to Ducky Jones throwing down Terry Bradshaw <laughs> 30 years ago, yeah. 40 years ago. I mean, they didn't even question the call. Is no, that no. what we're at now? That seems to be. Jets quarterback Mike White suffered fractures to his ribs. He was not cleared for contact, which means Zach Wilson is your starting quarterback for the New York Jets this weekend in a fairly big game against the Detroit Lions. Zach Wilson's going to get that start there. My apologies, my apologies to everybody who already placed a bet on that game. <laughs> Major, Major League Baseball news. Carlos Radon in agreement with the Yankees. Six years, $162 million. Outfielder Joey Gallo and the Minnesota Twins, a one-year contract. And outfielder Andrew Benatendi in agreement with the Chicago White Sox and a five-year deal for $75 million. So the big one, obviously, is Rodon as the Yankees continue to load up for another run. The Arizona Coyotes hosting the Islanders tonight at 7.30 from Mullet Arena. You can hear it here. Let's see if we can get through this one without anybody having a finger bit off. I think they're handing out boxing gloves at the door. First <laughs> First, first 5,000 fans, which, by the way, is everybody. 
That's true, right? It's always convenient on those giveaway nights when you can give one to everybody. Right. You know? Or do they? You don't have to be one of the first people in the door. Right. Everyone or, gets or one. Or do they proportion it now? First thirty people in the door get World Cup tomorrow. Croatia <laughs> against Morocco. Tim Ring is really looking forward to the third place consolation game at the World Cup, and then the World Cup final is on Sunday morning. Messi and Argentina against defending chance France for the World Cup final. It yep. starts at eight a.m. on Sunday. I'm having a uh, consolation game party at Jetson Sticks. If you'd like to join me at my table, thanks for the invite. I appreciate yeah, that. Finally, WNBA star Brittany Griner on her Instagram account spoke out for the first time since returning to the U.S. Nearly after ten months, she was arrested and sentenced to nine years in a Russian prison. She posted a lengthy statement today. She thanked a number of people. She also mentioned and included she will return to the court and play this upcoming season for the Phoenix Mercury. She will be back this year. I would. I was glad to hear that. I'm also not surprised. I would think the mental and maybe physical healing would include get back doing what you love to do. I right? would think so. I yeah. also like real quick, Burns. I'd like Brittany Griner to have a press conference sooner than later. I would go later, but I would like to hear from her too. I would. Like I, I think she's earned the right to have some time before she does that. But I think at some at so, point no, at it would be point. good. Yes, I, I, I said sooner or later. You yeah. say later. I, I say I say sooner. Okay, I mean not like tomorrow, but like sometime in the next couple weeks. It would be good to hear from her. I think so. It would be good to hear I think from a lot, her. I think, but I think a lot of people went above and beyond to help her in the government and yeah. whatnot to get her out. A lot of people supported her to say thanks publicly. Yeah, and of course, she also said that she'll continue the fight to get Paul Whalen home, you know, also imprisoned in Russia. The 2022 college football playoff semifinal coming to State Farm Stadium on December 31st, featuring number two Michigan, number three TCU, as they square off for the first time ever in the Verbo Fiesta Bowl. Go to the contest page now on ArizonaSports.com for your chance to win a pair of tickets. More troubles for the Arizona Cardinals. We'll dive a little deeper into the latest news involving Sean Coogler. We'll tell you what we know next on the Burns and Yambo Show with Tim Ring filling in. Football Friday with Burns and Gambo. Presented by 72 Sold. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Tim Ring is in for Gambo today on this Friday, and then we then we start to get into the holidays a little bit, um, which is where we are grateful, and not just because it's the holidays. We are grateful for a guy like Tim Ring, because Tim Ring's going to be filling in for me next week, and then Tim's going to be filling in for Gambo the week after that. Man, that's a lot of Burns and Gambo the next couple weeks. That's a lot of Tim Ring. I which hope the people are ready for I it. think if the world... I apologize in advance. What the world needs He's now done. is more Tim Ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got no choice. It's, it's, it's the, what the world needs now is more ring. We'll your keep, afternoons from 2 until 6, and that's what the world's going to get the next couple of weeks. We'll just keep playing thorough good in the background to make it better. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good rejoin song. I appreciate that coming in. Um, and we needed to lighten the mood because today was another, is another kind of heavy day when it comes to all things Cardinals. And, and really, they're, as we've said many times before, but if you're just getting in the car, the Sean Coogler news, there's just only so much we're going to get into because there's just so little that we actually know about it. it. It's turned into a very legal he said, he said kind of situation. Sean Coogler today, the former offensive line coach, run game coordinator, uh, filed a legal document requesting arbitration 
claiming that the allegations that he was involved in inappropriate behavior in Mexico City is, quote-unquote, unsubstantiated, uh, was due to a, quote-unquote, miscommunication or mistaken identity, close quote. Um, He says that, quote, the mysterious allegations by the Cardinals are untrue, and I want to clear my name. Be it a miscommunication or mistaken identity, my family and I will cooperate fully and honestly with the NFL, Cardinals, or any other agency to get to the truth in this matter and restore my reputation, close quote. Uh, the I'm not exactly sure who hears arbitration in a moment like this, an independently assigned judge, the arbiter. I mean, the I, arbitrator, I, yeah, and then I, it goes to a judge. I, I, you know, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know if they're the same person. I have, yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea kind of what, okay, you've requested arbitration. Who grants that? Who listens? Who decides? Who hears that? I don't know. I, 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 it's very new. The Cardinals released a statement that you pointed out during pre-show that as legalese as it might be, there's definitely an undertone to it. Quote, as an ongoing legal matter, we are going to refrain from comment other than to say that the team is confident the process will result in a much different set of facts than those presented today and that it had good cause to terminate Mr. Kugler's employment, close quote. Yeah. In other words, BS, and yeah. we'll see ya. Remember my cousin, cousin Vinny, when Joe Pesci gets up after the the first guy makes his case and he, he goes, yeah, all that stuff that guy just said is... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's an underrated movie. I need to revisit that one. I got I, mean, I got to put that one on my revisit I mean, to list. Be, to be fair to the Cardinals, really, that's what they, that's what their statement was. Like everything Sean Coogler said today is is BS. Then we have the proof. Yeah, we we terminated him. We I'll just say we fired him for for a reason. And what he's saying today is not true. Yep. And and, and, and by the way, everything he's insinuating. Today, yes, is not true either. And beyond that, anything else for us to speculate on is is just not responsible at this point until more details come to light. Because that's you know it, it was a shock. When Kugler was let go, it was a shock when he was sent home from Mexico City hours before that game. It was all kind of part of the ongoing narrative of the 2022 Arizona Cardinals, as is today. But beyond that, it's it's really not fair to anybody for us to say anything else about it until more about this comes out. Because it's it's just, it's it's a very, we don't, we don't know. know. That's exactly it. We don't know. We don't know. And, and and let me let me jump in. We speculate a lot on the radio. We talk about we talk sports and where we we've got a great position here to do that. And we talk about should Cliff have gone for it on fourth down. But we're talking about serious matters here. We're talking about families. We're talking about spouses. We're talking about legal issues. We're talking about sexual harassment. We're talking about groping. We're talking about hirings and firings to a certain extent. We're talking about careers. So to get on the radio and speculate, we're not going to do that. We can't do that. We don't know. Yeah. What we can say is, with with a degree of certainty, is that the end of this season cannot come fast enough. And and I know that's duh, but but it's at some point... 
And I think we've all reached that just saturation moment of, you know, uncle, when, you know, like uh, I, I'm I, this week alone, Kyler blowing out his knee on Monday, Steve Kime medical leave of absence on Wednesday, Sean Kugler asking for arbitration on Friday. I mean, if you if you were to sit there and make a list of everything that has gone wrong for this organization since the calendar flipped to 2022, you and I have got about three minutes left in this segment. I bet we could start and we would easily forget a couple of things. It's been, oh. it's that long of a list. And we still have four games remaining this season. Four more weeks of what's next. We still have four more weeks of what's next. You get the feeling, Burnsy, we, we're going to look back in five years. We're going to look back at like the 2021-2022 run, if you want to call it, era. And we're going to be like... A, are you kidding me? Like, did that really happen? Did that happen? Yeah. I mean, w- what what in the hell was that? Mm-hmm. And this goes back to off the field stuff, on the field stuff. You could even go back to the decision to hire Cliff Kingsbury after he got fired out of Texas Tech. Sure. This whole entire deal. Everything. All encompassing. What's led us to this point. Like, what a, what a bizarre era in Arizona Cardinal football that's led us to this week, culminating with a leave of absence. And now, a, it's not really a lawsuit, but now the, the answer. Request for arbitration. The, the answer yeah. from Sean Kugler suggesting mistaken identity, miscommunication. Miscommunication. Wrongful termination, mysterious termination, mysterious circumstances. Yeah, no, it's and then and then on top of that, then Kyler Murray blows his ACL out. Mm-hmm. There's all that stuff on the field stuff. Kyler Murray cursing out Cliff on the field. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, mean, we go on and like I say, we sit here and make a list and we forget just, something. You know, we can sit here and, and just of everything to the point where it's almost easier to make a list of things that have gone right this season for the Cardinals. That's a really short list. You know, that's a really short list. Go ahead. <laughs> um, okay. I, you, you saved a bunch of money on your car insurance? <laughs> <laughs> Zach Allen has gone right for the Cardinals this year. He's had a nice year. He's had a, he's emerged as, he's had a very nice year. Zayvon Collins has had a nice year. Zayvon Collins has had a nice year. Buda Baker's emerged as a bonafide uh, pro, not all pro caller. I mean, we knew he was a baller, but he's finally getting the recognition that he deserves for being a baller. I, you know what? J.J. Watts I, had I think J.J. Watts had a really good year. He's had a really good year. He's he's been a he's played. He's been a rock. He's played well. Um, he's been, he's been great. Um, Calvin Beecham's had a good year. He's been he's been the only one who's been out there. Yeah, and he's trying to hold that thing together with duct tape and crazy glue as best he possibly can. Um, so we're struggling to fill the final three minutes with good things. <laughs> well, no, it is actually time to break. So we All timed right, it very break. well. But I'm sure if we put our heads together, we could come up with a couple of other things. I would think when we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, the Phoenix Suns are back, or is it the Phoenix Suns? Are they back? That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons 2 till 6 on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Nothing like a little speed metal on a Friday afternoon to get you in that holiday spirit. Who's ready for some eggnog? 
<laughs> I believe this was in uh, the original Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Clay, claymation. Burl lives. Well, they're making more and more violent Christmas movies nowadays. You know it what? seems to be the norm. Uh, honestly, I actually heard that wasn't bad. Violent Night? Violent Night. Well, I like David I, Harbour, so I, I'm convinced. I, I actually I actually heard that that, it, that was kind of funny, kind of good. Kind of worth it, just in a in a you know kind of a an odd sort of idea as a movie that it actually works and is kind of funny. So also I, welcome I back to see popularity, it. John Leguizamo. Apparently, well, he, I think he's always been popular. He's 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 been around forever. That John John Leguizamo has been around for a long time. Yeah, but didn't he kind of go away for a while? He did, but then he, I I think the. I don't know if it was the John Wick movies that got him back because he was like a big deal. Right, like was um like twenty years ago, fifteen years ago, he was in a yeah. whole bunch of stuff, and it kind of faded, and now it seems like he's back with a vengeance. He's in a whole bunch of stuff all the time, including the John Wick movies. I th- that might have put him back on the map. I don't know, but Violent Night, I, I might have to check that out. I just remember him week. as Sid from Ice Age. That's it. <laughs> Remember John his legacy as a cartoon figure, as a cartoon character, just his voice, not him. Let's get an update on our Twitter poll question today. Let's turn it over to Eric. Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, what you got for us, Eric? No John Leguizamo polls over here, but we do have one cards, one son, starting with football. No Kyler Murray, obviously. No Russell Wilson, despite clearing concussion protocols. So the question is, how many combined offensive touchdowns will be scored in Sunday's Cardinals-Broncos game? Three plus? Two one or zero. We're not expecting a big offensive showdown in this game. No. Safe to say. But we're going to get three. We're going to get three. You we're, said we're, you said two earlier, didn't you? No, I said three. You did? I did. I'm going to have to go to the tape on that. You go know those to the, progressive go to the tape. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. The red flag? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You're going to challenge me? Yeah, you're I'm going to challenge See you. if I remember to bring the life vests in yeah, the car, it's a, it's you know, for Friday. the kayaking? Maybe I forgot, so, man. Yeah, God, I'm pretty sure I said three, uh, but I'm going with three now, so what do you got? Well, three is not leading the way. Two is leading the way, 38.9%. In second place is three plus at 25.2%. 22% believe it'll be one touchdown. 13% believe it will be zero. Crossing over to Suns, we didn't do our Friday Classic for the Cardinals, so we did it for this game. Tomorrow, the Suns play the Pelicans. Who wins and by how much? Your options are Suns win by 10 or fewer, Suns win by more than 10, or Pelicans with the same options. Suns win by 10 or less. Yes. They'll be very motivated to beat the Pelicans tomorrow night. I think um, very manhood has been challenged, uh-huh. and the Suns on their home court will answer the challenge. Uh-huh. What's re- interesting, guys, what if they don't? What if the Pelicans beat them again? What if, what, if the th- what if the Suns throw their best right hook and it's still not good enough? But do they have their best right hook? Because they're not going to be fully healthy. Their best right hook that, that they can throw. That they can throw. Yeah, I mean, this team was throwing pretty good right hooks not that long ago, you know, two weeks ago, even without their main guys. So has, has Aiton been ruled out yet? Do we know? We haven't heard about it. I don't Aiton. think we've we gotten injury updates yeah. yet. So we don't know yet. Okay. I mean, I, I guess to Eric's point, yes. 
if there's no eight and if there's no campaign, I don't know if they're capable of throwing their best right hook right now. But I still think Devin Booker, Chris Paul, I, I wouldn't be surprised if eight in place. Just a guess. So I'm, I'm still going to say Suns by a little in this one. 41.5% going with Suns win by 10 or fewer. In second place, it's Pelicans with the same options, but a significant drop off. 23% for them. In third place at 20% is Suns win by more than 10. 15% say Pels win by more than 10. About a 60-40 split. There. Okay. Those are the poll questions. You can find them on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page. Not a poll question, but I'll ask Tim Ring this question anyway um, here on Burns and Gambo. From last night's Clippers game, even though the Clippers didn't play a bunch of their main guys, four of their five starters didn't play in last night's game. They obviously were doing the whole load management thing. From the Suns' perspective, the best part about last night's win was, one, Devin Booker's return to the court, even though he didn't shoot well. Two, Chris Paul playing the most comfortable game he's probably played all year. Or three, Mikel Bridges bouncing back from that awful performance against the Rockets and scoring 27 points. What was the most satisfying thing about last night's win? Um, it was not Bridges because Mikel vacillates between scorer and non-scorer all the time. Mm-hmm. We see that on a week-to-week basis. Last time you filled in, I think, was after... He had had one of those nights where I'm like, see, yeah. see, that's that's the kind of Mikel that you know. And of course, you can't count on that every single he's night. He's back, baby. I mean, I know he's he's actually had some prolific scoring games this year, far more than he's had like at any point in his career. But consistently, it, it hasn't been there the way we'd want. Okay, so we're ruling out three. I, so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Chris Paul. And what I, what I really liked about Chris Paul, even though the ball didn't go in the basket all the time, I liked the fact that Chris Paul was taking his shot. Looking for his shot, aggressively pulling the trigger on shots when they were available to take. Because hear me out on this. There were a a lot of times pre-injury this season where Chris Paul had the opportunity to shoot a jump shot, maybe a three, maybe just a regular 18-footer, and he didn't take it. He instead either passed it up and whipped it around the horn, or he shot faked and took it to the hole and looked to pass off then. Last night he was pulling the trigger on the shot, mm-hmm. so that tells me he's getting he's getting his win back. He's getting some rhythm back. He's getting in the flow, and I think the fact that the Suns had a big lead, I think he felt a little more comfortable, kind of getting the rust off that jumper, like knowing like okay, even if I don't make it, we got a big enough lead that I can I can start firing up some Jays here. Yeah, and I, I like the fact that the aggressiveness was back in his offensive game. Because they're going to need him, Bernsey. They're going to they're going to need him. They're going to need him to be the Robin to Booker's Batman come playoff time. Yep. And then then Bridges and Aiton can do what they do as a third banana. And if they get twenty seven on a given night, great. But Paul and Booker got to be the guys in this championship window, unless. Kevin Durant comes riding in on a white horse. Which we just can't count on at this point. I, I We talked about this a couple of days ago. The the ringer does such a really good job covering the NBA because of its you know roots with Bill Simmons. They're doing this in real time ranking of players in the NBA, right? And they're updating it like I think every night, every day, whatever. Who's the first best player, the second best player, the 10th best player, whatever. They, they debuted their rankings the other day. They had Devin Booker at eleven. The next highest Suns player they had was Mikel at 44. They had Chris Paul at 50. 
that team doesn't win a championship when there's that big of a gap between your number one and number two. I just, I mean, unless Devin Booker literally plays the role of Luka every single night or Giannis every single night, and he would have to do it every single night for there to be that kind of a gap. So you're right. The most important thing to watch, bar none, the rest of the season is whether Chris Paul can close the gap between being number 50 on that list and where Devin Booker is at number 11. Because the last couple of years, Devin Booker would be 16 on that list and Chris Paul would be 15, right? Or they'd both be in the top 20, 21. And, and I don't, I'm not bringing this up to, you know, it's an arbitrary ranking, who cares? But it does speak to a larger point of you need two really good players if you're going to make a big run at this. Chris Paul needs to get back to that point. He needs to get back to that level. And I thought last night was the first real positive step in that direction I've felt him take in a long time. It was it was good to see him play like that because that's the version of him that needs to exist. Where was Chris Paul? He, he was he was all NBA. Third sec- team last year. Was he second team or third team? Third team. His he was third- all NBA third team last year, which puts him as one of the 15 best players in the NBA. Exactly. That's how good he was last year, and yeah. that, that's 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 the kind version. Of, yeah. and even if he's not technically, he needs to be in that neighborhood, uh-huh. right? Yes. And let me tell you something else. You know who else needs to be somewhere in the top forty? The big guy. Yeah. I'm not saying the ringers rankings are the end all. Be no, all. neither am I. Neither am I. And maybe they, if they ranked those after DA won Western Conference Player of the Week, maybe he would have been higher. But DeAndre needs to be a guy that is perceived to be a much better player than he is. And you're only going to get that way by being a much player, better player than he is. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, 49ers beat the Seattle Seahawks, and it was another opportunity for a local kid to shine as the starting quarterback of San Francisco and another opportunity to wonder why the local university didn't make more of a run at him to be their quarterback back in the day. We'll talk about that next on the Burns and Gambo show. Presented by 72 Soul, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Purdy, great protection and wide open is Kittle. Roaming free. Diggs can't take him down. Nobody else can and it's a touchdown. 54 yards. The kid from Gilbert, another good night. The uh, Perry High grad, the Iowa State quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, the last player taken in the draft, seventh-round quarterback, putting up unbelievable numbers. And uh, I was I I was watching Tim Rings in for Gambo today. I was watching the Thursday night football game while watching the Suns game at the same time. I think I had the sound turned down on the football. I was just watching it. Um, so I don't know at what point Al Michael said this, but our colleague Brad Sesmat pointed out on his Twitter account and a story he wrote on Sports 360 AZ that Al Michaels at some point during that broadcast last night said of Brock Purdy, quote, he never got a sniff from Arizona State, close quote. And and, you know, given everything that he did at Perry, now, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I follow high school sports like some people do in this market. I know some people cover it very, so I don't want to be sure. like disrespectful or make it sound like I more I know more than I do. I don't. I don't follow it that closely. It does seem like that would have been a kid that ASU should have been in on. But to hear you tell the story and to hear, to read what Brad wrote about the story on his website kind of paints this picture of, of a program that really had no interest in 
him until they found out other programs were interested in in him, and they went, "Ooh, on second thought, let's circle back." And it was one of those, "Yeah, I'll I'll let you know, but I'm good. I've got a couple other things that I'm working on right now." So, in the interest of not totally piling on ASU, Brock Purdy was very much what you would call a late bloomer. So. A lot of schools got in late on Purdy when they started figuring out this little skinny kid from Gilbert, Arizona was pretty darn good. Now, could one make the case that Billy Napier and the offensive staff, Todd Graham was the head coach, should they have had a leg up on the rest of the country because Purdy was doing this in their own backyard? Okay, that's a reasonable you know, argument one one could make. Yeah. So Ralph Amsden, who covers high school sports and has for a real long time. Good guy. Now, when Purdy lit it up, I, I found this tweet from Ralph. This was from 2018. So this was, and it was January of 18, so almost five years ago. And Ralph tweeted, quote, with Brady White transferring to Memphis and Jameer Joyner sticking with his commitment to Arizona, the door is open for ASU to offer a 2018 quarterback prospect. They shouldn't waste time, period. Brock Purdy, period. Mm-hmm. So the so the guys that covered high school football, like Ralph, like Brad Sesmet, knew that Purdy had something special. Other schools figured it out. So I retweeted that, and then Ralph got back to me and actually added a little context to what happened there? Ralph said he was told that Arizona State, once the offer started coming into Purdy, Arizona State said, hey, we'd like to talk to you too. And then Purdy basically said, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, but Purdy said, okay, but you know, I've already got these meetings scheduled. I'm not going to interrupt the, the, the plans already to meet with this school and this school and this school. Mm-hmm. And ASU said, all right, we're going to wish you the best. Good luck, goodbye. There were stories that Alabama showed some late interest in, in, in Purdy, and he actually met with Nick Saban, and that interview didn't do, do go so well because Purdy felt Saban never even watched his film. And Purdy ended up at Iowa State, where he ended up being all Big 12, and now the rest is history. So that's a big miss by Arizona State. There's no question about it. The kid is right here. And he, he, listen, the, 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 the people that covered him in high school knew he should have been a sun devil. Yeah. He, they knew he should have been there. So you know what? If 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 the if the people like us that cover the games knew that Purdy should have been there, the staff at Arizona State should have known that Purdy was good enough to play there. And obviously, there's a transition at that time because Todd Graham is on his way out. Herm Edwards is on his way in. It's the transition to the the new leadership model, the new way of doing things over there. And and Brad has even a quote from um, uh, the. The, the Donnie Yantis was the recruiting coordinator at the time, and much like the story you're telling, you know, I was sitting. In, he says I was sitting in the the football office at Perry High, meeting with Brock, and I told him at the time the staff would only allow me to offer him a walk on opportunity. I apologized to him and I said, I think you're a scholarship quarterback and you'll have a great college career. Yeah. And, and that was and and so and I I only bring this up because it is in stark contrast, stark 
with Kenny Dillingham and the movement that is now. And and that movement is Arizona, 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 right? Yeah. I, and, and, and obviously the right answer is somewhere in between, right? You're not going to just recruit nothing but Arizona kids. But you also want to make sure, and that was one of the first things Dillingham did when he got here, was this Zoom call meeting with every high, high school coach in the state, rebuilding those bridges, reestablishing that relationship, trying to make it very clear that he wants ASU to be known as the place in Arizona where high school kids go to play college football. The exact opposite of a Brock Purdy situation from four or five years ago. And it's it's recruiting Arizona kids, Bernsey. Obviously, that's important. But it's also having the ability to identify a kid, whether he's in high school in Arizona or Alaska, and who can play and who can't. Right. Brock Purdy wasn't a Sun Devil because that staff didn't think he was good enough. It wasn't because they didn't want to recruit Arizona. They didn't know what the hell they were looking at. Right. And what's troubling about that is, again, the chuckleheads that cover high school football, they knew they he knew. was good enough. They knew. <laughs> but Billy Napier didn't. Sorry, Brad. Sorry, Ralph. We didn't mean to call you chucklehead. Well, I conclude, I conclude, Dave, we're all so chuckleheads. The chucklehead media <laughs> knew that Brock Purdy yeah. was good enough. And the guy's getting paid millions of bucks, and Tempe couldn't figure it out. You know, out. it's it's odd. Okay, now hit and zoom out a little bit. It, it, it You said something earlier that really struck a chord. I get it. The 49ers are a division rival of the Cardinals. We're sort of trained to not like division rivals, to not root for division rivals. I do find this 49ers team to be one that's very, in some ways, easy to root for. Just in that... The way they're constructed, the way they're built, the way John Lynch has put together the roster, and the way he's now turned it over to a Mr. Irrelevant last pick in the draft quarterback out of Gilbert, Arizona, who went to Perry High School, and he's it's all on his shoulders now. There is something uniquely watchable about that team. The way they fly to the ball, the way they defend with a vengeance, the way they defend with speed. I Sorry, Cardinal fan, this might piss you off a little bit. I kind of find them fun to watch. They're they're really easy on the eye, you know, and, and they're and maybe it's the it's the Brock Purdy thing. I find them rootable to a certain extent. Am, am I nuts for saying that? No, they're they're they made culture. Now they have great players. It's easy to have great culture when you have great players. But to be able to plug in a third string rookie quarterback and not miss a beat and Joe Montana's out there saying that Brock Purdy can take him to the Super Bowl. I mean, not that his word is the end all be all, but uh, that that is that 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 culture starts from the top. They pursue excellence mm-hmm. in their personnel moves. Kyle Shanahan runs a tight ship. Everything they do, it's almost the antithesis of what we see here. Yes. When we come back, the Denver Broncos are experiencing just as tumultuous a season, perhaps more so, as the Arizona Cardinals. So what happened up there? We'll head to the Mile High City to find out next. Tim Ring in for Gambo on the Burns and Gambo Show.